This is Pat. And this is Matt, and we are Super American. You're listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 149 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms. The following Monday, if you're staying up nice and late for the midnight premiere, I do want to thank you. I know that uh, that can be a late night. And uh, if you're listening to this anytime in the future, make sure that you subscribe. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and the website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have uh, two dudes here from a band. They're about to drop a really awesome new record. I've been jamming it a lot in preparation uh, for this interview. I'm really stoked to talk to them. We've got a lot to cover. Everyone, I've got Matt and Pat from Super American. Guys, what's up? What's going? What's up, man? Woo! It is uh, it is a Sunday that, while we're taping, guys, and and we talked before we started recording. This is the kickoff day for the NFL. How you guys feeling about uh, the Bills? Right, we're we're from Buffalo. You guys are. Yeah, we're looking at uh, probably zero sixteen. But uh, oh, come on! <laughs> pretty excited, yeah. regardless. Come on, if the Browns can be hopeful today, so can the Bills. I mean, you guys had a decent season last year, right? You stole our rod, though. Our rod's not there. So. That's true. Are you guys missing him? A little bit, I would say. I mean, he broke the drought for us. We didn't make the playoffs for like 16 or 17 years. Right, right. And he played well enough to will us to a <laughs> whopping 9-7 and seven record, and then a miracle from another team got us in, so... <laughs> <clears throat> was that the Bengals miracle? It yeah. was. Yeah. Well, there was like, uh, didn't didn't Buffalo fans donate to? Uh, uh, is it Andy Dalton's foundation? Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but uh, okay. Essentially, I think they donated he to his foundation, and then he came back here and did um some work with some cancer research here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think it went to Roswell eventually, which is pretty awesome, and it was like. Yeah, something crazy like half a million dollars or something got donated Jeez. just because he threw a touchdown pass. Well, hey, at least there and was something good to come from it, right? Definitely. All right, dude. So, hey, I want to thank you again for being here for episode 149 of Spinning Thoughts. Uh, the band Super American, you are about to release a brand new 13-track album via Take This to Heart Records on September the 14th titled Tequila Sunrise. Uh, the songs, they're very catchy, they're detailed, intricate, and most importantly, fun. 
I had the honor of jamming it in advance, as I mentioned in the intro, and I've really been enjoying the shit out of it. So, guys, how are you feeling as we're heading into the official release of Tequila Sunrise here this week? Honestly, just happy to get it out. It's been a long time. Yeah, likewise. I feel the same way. It's like a relief. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro, these songs, they're very detailed. They're intricate. I notice different things as I re-listen to the songs. There's intricate uh, bass lines, you know, nice and smooth that really complement some of the arpeggiating guitars. There's layered vocals, punchy beats. How does Super American take on the writing process generally? Um, well... Typically, with us being two like independent songwriters, we'll both pretty much demo on our own, one way or another, to one extent or another. Um, get the track to like wherever we feel it's comfortable to like show one another. And then how we made this album was we had a practice space that we rented in the city, on the third floor of this disgusting building <laughs> in the theater district, and we would just demo tracks in our practice space on the computer with the drum machine. Or live drums, or um, really what else? But we used this room that had an open ceiling that you could hear all the other bands playing at the same time at like an incredibly loud level. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> so we made it with that in mind. Like I watched Pat mix a song one time while a Swedish metal band uh, <laughs> blasted uh, in the room next to us. Oh, so man. our working conditions were very ideal. <laughs> And we had to screw with our schedule to be able to find time that was free. But I guess, it, you know, shows, I guess we really wanted to make it. Also, wouldn't have gone, I guess, right? Now, I'm a big fan of the Beatles, and I reference the Beatles right now just because of their approach to the composition uh, when they would write songs. You know, they would credit it Lennon McCartney. Uh, I mean, what it, do you guys credit? Like, is it the two of you that you credit each song to, or d- does one of you really take on? One of these songs, uh, or each individual song that we're hearing throughout the album, what what is that? Um, what is that like for for Super American, or is it not so specific? No, it's it's pretty loose. Like, and that even goes like if I'm singing a song on this record, he's singing a song on this record. Like, that's singing like those are his words, and like he wrote the song, but then like we work on the song together, we'll arrange it together, we'll demo it together, and just same goes vice versa, and like. It's pretty loose. Like, we made the album, like, I didn't play guitar in all the songs. He didn't play guitar in all the songs. He played bass. But, like, we really just go song to song. Like, what's got to get done? <laughs> um, and I think we give each other a lot of space, and that's what makes it very fun and less stressful, I think, making a record that's making it so enjoyable this time around. Give me some of the general background and details on the actual recording of Tequila Sunrise. A lot of our listeners like to kind of get some of that inside uh, you know, detail and uh, reflection. You know, where was it recorded? Did anyone have a big hand in its creation outside of the band? And I'm also curious, you, you know, did Super American, uh, did you two take on any of the recording, like DIY, which you see a lot of bands doing a little bit more of these days? Yeah, it was a little bit of everything you mentioned, honestly. Um, we worked on songs probably for about six months before we went to record our album, which we ended up doing at GCR Audio, which is owned by Robbie Tack at Gary Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, wonderful singer. Always glad to be there with our uh, good friend, Jason Ricky, who's an engineer there. Oh, yeah. But um, 
when it came down to you know actually like making the songs, we demoed them in that room. I said, and we had like a drum machine, and we were trying to pretty much like break the rules of rock in the sense that we didn't want to go make another loud rock record or like a record that sounded like a band. So we actually kept a lot of the stems that Pat would make on his computer that we used in our demos and brought them in, just plugged in the stems and then like re-record stuff in the studio. And each song was different, but um, yeah, it was a pretty hands-on process and it wasn't more, it wasn't so impulsive this time around. It was well thought out and I think we did a decent job of what we were trying to do. Yeah, I'd say so too. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. And, you know, you mentioned like it, the the album has a very like clean approach to it. You know, there's nothing that that's scorchingly uh, heavy uh, throughout. And, uh, you know, I mentioned there's a lot of like arpeggiating guitar lines, which I really appreciate. Uh, I, a lot of bands that I talk to, they spend a lot of time uh, honing in on the tones uh, guitar tones, bass tones, pedals, amps. Uh, was there a lot of time dedicated to that uh, for Tequila Sunrise? I think Pat's back. Are you here, Pat? I am back. Hey, I would jump. say we're not like super duper gearheads, so that we don't spend like too too much time doing that. But when we're in the studio for real, for real, and we're laying down the actual final tracks with Jay. He helps us sit there and um, fine tune all that stuff a little bit more than we would. Like when we're demoing, we kind of just fly really quickly and just try to make whatever noise is there pretty immediately. Yeah. Um, but then we spend a little more time doing that in the studio, which which is nice. It pays off in the end, but we're not too crazy as far as that goes. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with Matt and Pat from Super American. We've been talking about their new album that's due to drop September the 14th. It's titled Tequila Sunrise from Take This to Heart Records. When when writing Tequila Sunrise, was there a goal in mind, uh, like a collective goal uh, on what you wanted to create or even on what you thought or hoped others' experiences might be listening to it? Or is this is this all just really organic and it just becomes something by the end of it? I would say, Matt can chime, on this as, chime in on this as well, but I think it's a little bit of both. Um, there's definitely something we're trying to get across in it. And like he already mentioned, um, we were trying to make something a little different in the sense that we didn't want it to be heavy and we wanted it to be kind of bare. Like you'll notice there, the acoustic guitars on a lot of the songs are like the main guitars that take up most of the mix. And we wanted that to be not so much that it's softer, but just so that you can really hear the voice. Like we just wanted the, the actual words to get across more, I think. Um, but you can never really totally guess what people are going to feel about it like from an outside perspective. So as much right. as we might have been trying to get something across, I guess that's the whole point of putting something out in the world because they're going to interpret it maybe a lot differently than what you might have been going for, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, I would agree. And then, yeah, I think also at the same time it was a bit of the latter, like you mentioned, uh, it's just like becoming organic at the end and finding its uh, – its purpose 
towards the tail end there, and I just still don't think I know what it means yet, but <laughs> hopefully someone can tell me. Yeah, that's the best part. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I've been listening to it a lot, and every time I listen to it, yeah, I get uh, a similar yet uh, expanded feeling. Uh, so it's it's been really interesting. I've really I really have been enjoying it. I would urge everybody uh, to listen to some of the singles that are currently out and to be prepared to purchase it on September the fourteenth. Uh, there is thirteen killer tracks. Seriously, they're very diverse. Um, that's an ambitious number of tracks these days, guys. And although I'm seeing more and more bands releasing full lengths with more than ten tracks, uh, how many songs were how many songs were you were you walking into the studio with to end up with thirteen as the final product? <laughs> we nice. we walked in with thirteen. Uh, I was going to add that caveat to the end of that question. Yeah. So you really you had every song like ready to rock and roll. Yeah, we spent a lot of time, like Matt already alluded to, um, preceding actually going into the studio. Um, and we had to get it all done in like a pretty quick amount of time. I think we only we had like, I don't know the exact amount, but close to two weeks of studio time. And we had to get 13 songs done pretty quick. So we did all that process beforehand. Like, I mean, we wrote, I'm sure we wrote over 30 songs yeah. over the past two plus years um but yeah when we went to the studio we knew what we were going to do we just took the 13 we had and that was that of the 13 of the 13 that are on tequila sunrise was there one that pushed the two of you more than some of the others whether it was within the writing stage or whenever you actually went to go lay it down in the studio was there one that just stands out and from that capacity oh man I remember like coconut being shrimp. moved when, uh, yeah, I remember feeling very moved when I heard the coke or the casino blonde demo for the first time. I remember that was a big deal. Elaborate. I think we were like playing some DIY shows at the time, and I think we were just kind of not really work, like working on songs, or we were working in songs. Like I don't really remember Pat. Oh, that was well. We went. We recorded with Jake for a minute, and then like that was kind of oh, response. Yeah, 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 the being yeah, the exact yeah, opposite yeah. of that, but. Yeah, we were we were working on songs and we went and demoed some songs and we were just like not very happy with how they came out. So I think we were just kind of bummed out and you know just like kind of questioning ourselves like oh my god are we trash like whatever. <laughs> At, like certain toast like I thought we were toast for sure. Well, but the funny thing is while we were making the songs we thought we were making the white album. At least Pat says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, you know but what? You, you certainly are not trash. <laughs> uh, not what? Well, I appreciate it. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so in, in this album, it's being released via Take This to Heart Records, as we had mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, many artists on their roster. What's it like to work with them? And what was their involvement in Tequila Sunrise, if any at all? Honestly, uh, Take This to Heart and Joe... Um, Especially or especially for Tequila Sunrise, he gave us the the moon. So he gave us every opportunity to make him a record. So we're very thankful for that. And he also at the same time jump started our career. If I can elaborate on that one, he tells that story pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just our our first EP was like we made it and it was kind of just like sitting there and he was just really interested in it and wanted to put it out. So it kind of like 
forced our hand to exist in the world, generally speaking. Um, Because I don't know, maybe other artists can uh, would understand this, but once you make something, a lot of a lot of times, if it just sits there, you become unsure of it, and you overthink it, and you start being really negative about it, and you beat yourself up about it, maybe. But he just kind of forced it, like I said, and it came out, and we wouldn't be we wouldn't have made this album if he didn't put out the original one, and then on this. Um, he was just super supportive and really excited about it the entire time. And uh, he actually woke us up this morning to remind us to do this interview. So, <laughs> yeah, saved I, us on that front I as well. I apologize for my tardiness. We threw a party <laughs> for my girlfriend's birthday last night, and I had a handful of beers. So, I so we need to blame late. her for having a birthday. That's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my. I'm appalled. 100%. It's never our fault. I know. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, Joe reached out to me about the album. He was very enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very glad that he did. I've honestly, I've been enjoying this. Uh, it's one of the many pleasures I have of doing Spinning Thoughts is listening to all this music. But uh, Tequila Sunrise has certainly been a gem amongst uh, a lot of music that I've been jamming. Uh, as we're winding down our conversation about this upcoming album, again, it's dropping September the 14th. Uh, I'm under the impression that the two of you are both very much involved in the visuals and aesthetic of the band. <clears throat> Talk to me about this involvement specifically on Tequila Sunrise. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the album cover we made, and we got heavy into the scanner. Well, really, it all stemmed from we started using disposable cameras early on the onset or for lack of a better term career and that kind of turned into like cutting photos up then i had a scanner at my house and then it turned into scanning things and then it turned into scanning more things and then to that turned into collages and then that turned into like actual visual representation of the band like the album cover all the inserts all the lyrics we do like we all do by hand like uh for the album we made lyrica she's on disposable photos in a typewriter for social media so people can see it that way rather than have to go to like google or uh, lyricking.com or yeah <laughs> cool lyric cool lyrics.net bro oh, oh lyric yeah. <laughs> so but yeah we've always been trying we always try to be like hands-on because it's also fun to make stuff you know that's not a song when you just don't have a song in you and you want to make something so it's yeah and to make something physical i think as opposed to like there's no I mean, the scanner, I guess, is technology, but it's still like physical photographs and you're cutting and you're writing on them. And I don't know, that stuff gets me going. <laughs> uh, now, <clears throat> do, do you guys get a lot of questions? I know the album hasn't released yet, uh, so I don't know how many people have actually seen the album cover. But do you get a lot of questions now, like from uh, different interviews asking about what we're seeing on the cover? No, we've, not, we've never been asked. I'm not even sure if anyone knows that's our album cover yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, they, like they might. Like it's been the cover for all of the um, singles. Yeah, all of the singles, and like in our mind, you know, we were just like, oh yeah, it's the album cover, but it's never, I guess, like been acknowledged, which is cool. So we could do it now. Uh, yeah. So, but, what, um, so what are we seeing then on this album cover? There's a there. It seems like there's you know, like you're mentioning, different photos being scanned, and there's some lyrics that kind of are cropped in a little bit. Expand on what visually we're getting on the album cover. Um. Okay. Yeah. So the words that you see on the album cover. Well, I, I guess I should start with the album cover that you're seeing is the first half of a like long collage. So it then wraps on the back of the album. 
Okay. So if you were to open the vinyl full, it would be the actual collage in full. So what you're seeing on the internet is really only half of the physical thing that was made. Gotcha. Okay. So, so it cuts like off the lyrics, but the lyrics came from a song that was called Tequila Sunrise that just like didn't end up making the album, but like still carried some weird weight, like with the name. Oh, interesting. Okay. So those are just like the lyrics to that song that was called Tequila Sunrise. Hold on, let me just stop. Just... Let me just stop you right there, real quick. So you're saying that we have an album titled Tequila Sunrise. There was gonna be a title track that now is that is not on the album, but the lyrics of it are on the cover. That's yes. correct. I like that. that. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty. It's cool that it worked out. It was totally unintentional. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those songs where you asked earlier if we struggled with one. It was one where we had like anywhere from three to. 23 versions of it and like i don't know at the end of the day we just we felt like we couldn't get the right one but we loved the title and we loved the song and it's crazy that it's being represented on the cover and obviously with the title of the album so yeah i don't really think we wanted to have a title track on the album either yeah right so it was it really just came down to like utilizing all of them at the same time and if it doesn't make the song or it doesn't make the track list like it's still in some way is a part of the album being yeah sometimes song. title tracks like pull away from the song like i feel like i can't consume yeah. it properly because it's like i don't know if it's supposed to hold more weight than the other songs or what you know i what agree I mean? like, there's a I've psychology behind a lot in in the like the approach to music and albums and the structure and all that there really is I find it interesting that you know to, I I can kind of agree with you. It gives every song their its own kind of uh, personality, I guess, instead of it taking on the pressure of an entire album. Hundred percent. Okay, so we you you alluded or elaborated, I guess, on like the um on the lyrics we're seeing on the cover. What what about the photos? Uh, the photos are old photos of my parents that I had on my house. And then that was made on an apple cider vinegar rat or label that I took off the bottle. Because it was like a nice color and like a nice size. <laughs> I love I love the creativity. There's a lot of it when it comes to Super American. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the album cover yet, you're going to see it everywhere starting September the 14th when Tequila Sunrise drops. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and we have a website. It's thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with Matt and Pat from Super American. We've been talking a lot about their new upcoming album titled Tequila Sunrise via Take This to Heart Records. It drops on September the 14th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's probably already out. So make sure you get your hands on it. We're going to listen to a track off Tequila Sunrise right now. It's one of my favorites. Everyone, this is Commitment Issues. Enjoy. I've got two girls wearing one of my sweatshirts and approximate two-thirds across the United States. I guess I could choose one. I don't wanna have to I thought that I grew up And now of playing games Cause you've been there for me Even when you didn't have to I've been bad to you Lord 
didn't want to And I wish everything wasn't so complicated And I wasn't scared to death of making commitments Making commitments Back to reality check I miss when you would text me So you just finished listening to Commitment Issues off the upcoming full-length Tequila Sunrise from Super American. Uh, Now, guys, you recently completed a very healthy tour with Have Mercy, who was celebrating the fifth birthday of their album, The Earth Pushed Back, with special guests Kississippi and Gleamer. Give me an overview of that tour. How'd it go? Anything standing out from that experience? You can kick us off, (laughs) Pat. Um, well, first of all, it was very fun. It was, uh, everybody was very gracious to us. I felt like the entire time, Brian, especially being the, uh, headlining act was, um, I don't know, down to earth, always down to hang. And that is helpful, I guess, for us being on our first tour, we were not like really knowing what to expect. Um, but other than that, it was just kind of a, I don't know, a wake up call in the sense of like, what a grind it is like we'd never done more than weekends yeah we always hear we always hear the cliches about tour etc cetera, etc cetera, but us being a new or baby band whatever you want to call it was <laughs> like our our first go at it so we had i don't know we had a great time and we learned a lot and that's uh we aged a lot we aged a lot i put a took about three years off my life probably <laughs> yeah, so I, but, didn't, uh, I didn't know that this was like the uh like a a first kind of like real large full run for you guys. I mean, was there any 
hard uh, lessons learned that you would uh, maybe share with other bands that are trying to get on the road as well? Funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's kind of a grind to try and stay healthy. So I think like a lesson I've learned is if we do get the opportunity to go on tour again and do another tour, like yeah, there's got to be a way to uh, treat it less like a party, more, more like a um, you know an opportunity that other people would kill to have. So you know, not that we wasted it, but you know, it, it goes by very fast, and you can. Like, I don't remember any of the tour. I guess. I, <laughs> I, I guess that's, and not not and not from an in, like an intoxication standpoint. It's just like it's. It was just a world. Slightly, sure. slightly, but no. It's just every day is the same thing in a different place with like the same twelve people, and and you just cruise around all day. It's really easy to get like lost in translation. I felt it's how, pretty bizarre. How do you break? It, it how do weird. you break that monotony? I don't know. We were all we were all supportive of one another and definitely understanding and helpful. We had a good crew. Um, we brought our friend Valley to take photos with us, and then our live band Sam and Dan and. Yeah, we all got along. Like everyone had their their moments, but like that's gonna happen. But nothing crazy, and like we really leaned on one another. So, and you just alluded a little bit there about you had the uh, the live band accompanying you uh, on this tour. So I do want to talk just briefly about the band's dynamic. It's presented Super American is presented as the two of you, but again, as you know, when the band tours and performs live. You have people that are assisting accordingly. So what is this dynamic uh, for the band and your live performances? I would say the reason we ended up just going forward as a duo is just we were the only two people like really willing to commit. I think from like a really early stage, we realized that um, just because here everybody's in a band and they're in three bands and yada, yada, yada. But uh we were the only ones I felt like that could like communicate on the same level at all times about what we were trying to make creatively. And then from there, we just are very, very lucky to have friends that will help us when we need it and love playing music. So we've played with a bunch of different people, but the band we went on tour with was especially generous and did such a great job. Made it really fun. Now, Another interesting component to your band is the two of you are not so tethered to one instrument. You, at least uh, we'll talk about this more here in a minute, but uh, you know, I saw it in an audio tree live session where you know the two of you switch between guitar and bass depending on the song. Uh, again, it's something uh, unique for bands to do. I like it a lot. It, it changes things up. Uh, how did this all come about, uh, and does it change the way you approach it does it change the way you approach like even your set list for example like if there you probably don't want to make too many changes throughout talk to me about all this yeah since we've started or like i'm trying to think when we actually committed to like doing that and i don't think it was so much a commitment i think it was just like we just it just started happening i think we just started to prefer to play guitar when we sang <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, the main thing. You know, Paul McCartney makes it look very easy to 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 sing along with those bass lines and everything. You, so you're you're saying that it's just like more muscle memory to do it with a guitar when you're singing? Pretty much. Like, yeah, it feels a little just a little more natural. I think because that's how we were also like writing the songs. Yeah, because if like up to this point, like this obviously is always subject to change, but 
on this album, all the songs that he sings, he at least started writing on guitar and singing, and all the songs that I sing is vice versa. So, like, once it gets to actually playing them live, it's just like trying to recreate you writing it for the first time or messing around with it on your acoustic guitar or whatever the case is. So we just switch off accordingly. I, you I guess. guys are awesome. Like, I just love how there's a lot of different um, uniqueness to this band and just, you know, big or small. It's just, it's very cool. I, I enjoyed watching that audio uh, tree session and, and just seeing you guys kind of take on uh, different instruments and different roles throughout the band. You know, a lot of bands, there's, you know, the one guy who plays guitar, there's the one front man. It, Super American just kind of seems more of a, more of a broad in a good way, a broad kind of thing and, and less specific on, on everything on the inner workings. Yeah. I, Matt can chime in on this as well, but now when I'm thinking about it from an outsider perspective, there's something that like strips the like ego away from it. Like, from there being a front man, especially because there's not in this band, we're, I guess, a duo at this point. So, um, I don't know. There's something disarming about like somebody being willing to like literally take off an instrument, and hand it to somebody else, and yeah. like let them have a go at it. So, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting. I like it. I like doing it too. It's fun. It makes the set fun. And I used to be a little scared of the bass, but I really grown to uh, enjoy playing it live now. So. Yeah, it's I definitely awesome. prefer playing bass, so once I have to sing a song, it's like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> well, you, you guys seem, uh, like uh, again, I'm referring to this audio tree session. We're, we're going to talk about it in more detail, but uh, the, it, the transitions in, in changing the instruments and and changing, playing from them, it seems smooth as hell, like as if, you know, they're both second nature to you so it's a very again a unique thing very cool and, and i draw attention to it because i enjoyed it uh from my experience now um we we did talk we're we're on the conversation here of of the tour that you completed with have mercy and company uh this was your first big run what kind of rig were you guys in for this just a van that we borrowed um <laughs> from <laughs> From our friends Ben and Brent, a uh, band called Head North. Oh and, no way! Um, yeah, they were very, they were very gracious. I'm a, I'm a trusting fan of trusting us. What'd you say? I'm, I'm a fan of Head North. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, big ups to Head North, I guess. But yeah, we took their van. We didn't take a trailer, so we were oh. pushed in there with all of our gear wow. and just the two passenger seats and then two rows. So we only One slept in there once. Out. Yeah. So and you're saying you only slept in there once. So where else were you? Just crashing on floors? Did you, are you guys living the high life there in like hotels? Oh God, definitely <laughs> yeah, not living no. the high life. No, uh, we slept on a lot of floors. People like were crazy generous. Like Matt could maybe talk more about that because he like we basically put I think like just an Instagram story up and a few tweets out like just asking if anybody would let us showcase our manners and uh <laughs> yeah like we stayed on at least i would say close to 15 like between friends and family 15 of the dates were handled and then the others we would scrounge up for like one hotel room type yeah, thing yeah well we also got hooked up with this bizarre uh company where we were getting hotel rooms for like 25 bucks <laughs> 20 bucks <laughs> 
okay. which was crazy. And like, I wish I could na- do the name of the company so I could give a shout out because it's actually is a something touring artists could utilize. But um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess just do a Google search. Yeah, uh, you got you know you got to earn it. No, 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 no. Oh, it's ignite. It's ignite hospitality. Okay. Ignite hospitality. And what was the guy yeah. that was helping us? He was super helpful, actually. Yeah, his name was Adam. Adam. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Adam at Ignite Hospitality. Yeah, Honestly. Yeah, we um we were living nice for a little while. <laughs> yeah, we had like seven or eight hotel rooms that this guy hooked us up with for for a total of like cheap. sixty bucks. Oh god, no, not that cheap, but <laughs> it was great. I love it. All right, so how do you two pass the time while on the road, traveling from city to city? Uh, some bands they dig into like podcasts or they jam some music. You know, I hear some. Uh, I, I had Hot Mulligan on a couple months ago. They bring a fucking uh, GameCube with them and they they get down. With That's some, lit. Yeah, it's awesome. So what do, what did you guys do on that run? Usually, Pat started off by getting in the driver's seat <laughs> <laughs> and then just driving in silence for six hours. That sounds really fun. It, we uh, play tunes. I don't know. Like, what would we do? We didn't. We really. really it's crazy because we literally did nothing. Like, I, <laughs> I got, honestly, like, I, I know you're limited to an extent, but uh, yeah, nobody read a single page or single word of a single book the entire time. No, nope. we listened to <laughs> we listened to music intermittently. Mostly, we just everybody like had their own headphones in kind of deal. That was like, it was like either super social or super antisocial situation. But yeah, not much. That was a ride. Yeah. yeah, we just chill, I guess. Now, <laughs> when, when you actually arrived in all these different cities and this, this tour, it, it, it was, uh, it was diverse. It did hit a lot of great markets was uh, in the amount of time. If you had any before, uh, you know, getting on stage, was there anything that you would have liked to have done or did accomplish in, in just being a visitor in different cities? Oh, I'm trying to think what we did. Did we do anything cool, Pat? Not really, honestly. We went to the beach, which was a couple times, which was cool. Which, we don't get to see what beach? Uh, we went in to Jersey, Nazareth right? Park. Yeah, we were in Nazareth yeah. Park. Then we went to, um, what, Sunrise, it was in, Florida? Yeah, right it was like Florida? almost Miami-ish, right? Yeah, like right, up, right above Miami we hit the beach. It was really nice. Hell yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if we did anything else. Really. Yeah, just the usual. We would try to get coffee everywhere. Okay. Yeah, you can never go wrong with trying the local coffee shops while you're on tour. It's a great benefit. You know, you're you're going from city to city. It's a unique uh, microcosm, you know, for a short amount of time there to just really take in a lot of culture. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. All right, so uh, we've been alluding to it throughout, uh, you know, this episode. I, I recently watched uh, Super American do an audio tree live session. Uh, I believe it was taped back in June, may have released in July, somewhere around that. Uh, I absolutely love these sessions. So if anyone's not familiar, just look them up. They're really, it's, it's great. It's uh it's kind of like an intimate, uh, beautiful quality kind of setting. And, and the final product of these things are, it's just, it, they're gorgeous. So uh, guys, what was it like doing audio tree? It, it, it really, the final product turned out amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. It was probably my favorite day of the tour, I think. Um, it was right in the middle, still had some energy going. It was in Chicago, which is just a phenomenal city. Oh, yeah. And they were they were nothing but kind and generous and made us feel welcome. And 
Yeah, it yeah, was, all was, that, and they're professional. They, like you said, like they do a really great job. We used to watch. I've watched a ton of audio tree sessions prior to playing it, so it was a little kind of scary, honestly. <laughs> I bet, honestly, because you know when you're playing live shows uh you're up on a stage yes there's lights on you there's a shit ton of people half the time you can't even see them with the lights in your face and then you've got uh you know the loud music and shit's going crazy you know people are having a good time they're in their element at audio tree it's like you know like i said it's intimate like you're seeing everything that you guys are doing you're hearing every fucking note you know i, I would have to assume that that's slightly intimidating yeah, my guitar strap fell off within the first ten seconds. Too. I didn't notice it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he starts it. holding it up with no strap. <laughs> I'm track. like, oh my god, dude, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> like, and that's interesting too, because um, you know, for those who aren't so familiar with Audio Tree, and I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I mean, a lot of the times when you're seeing these, it's after the fact. I think they do stream them live though, and so it's it's a one take kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah, it's fully live. So you're going. Incredible. But there's no crowd, so it's like... Right. I don't know how many people watch our session, but it's really all for the imagination, I guess. <laughs> now, when you're playing. I am curious, from like the time that you arrive uh, to Audio Tree, and by the time you're packing up and getting back on your way, what is the time frame like for one of these to be taped? What was that, like an hour and a half, Pat? Maybe two hours? Um, <clears throat> well, we were there. We got there at like 11 and shot at what, at like one? So like they give you like an hour to set up and they mic everything up and we do sound checks and um, they do their engineering thing and then they set the cameras up and the lighting up, whatever. But yeah, the session, you take like a, 15 minute break if you have some time and then you just play whatever your 20 minute to half hour set so you're only there for three four hours i think total and they help you load out it's great it's a well-oiled machine over there yeah they took us on a tour of the whole operation there it's pretty cool it's very yeah very that impressive. studio is awesome there's the like studio a... is awesome the office was awesome I actually drank like six coffees one day and sent the resume. <laughs> <laughs> that really happened. So if any, you know, if anyone's got my resume, let me know. <laughs> uh, the audio tree live session was super American. Uh, it was a great watch. It's about 26 minutes long. Uh, I'm going to read out the session track list uh, in order. Coconut shrimp, good boy, missing pieces, Samantha song, hands down, Olivia and sloppy jazz. So uh, if anyone hasn't checked it out, I really enjoyed it. You can catch it on YouTube. Uh, they've got it everywhere. It's all over the social. So check it out. Now, Matt and Pat, we are heading here towards the uh, the end of episode 149. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, and as we finish this off, uh, you know, I just want to say it looks like it's been a busy year for Super American thus far from touring with Have Mercy and Company to writing, recording Tequila Sunrise, which is dropping everywhere September 14th via take this to heart records what does the band have planned or what what might we be able to expect from super american for the fall and winter uh to complete 2018 we're gonna let our album marinate i guess for starters so hopefully everyone enjoys it um it's coming out in the the greatest season of all I which agree which helps um but no we're we're actually going to lay 
a little bit low for the moment. We're going to do a really big holiday show at home here in Buffalo. And then um, we are likely going to be touring in the spring. So, um, yeah, we're just going to kind of recharge a little bit. Are you planning on creating any more like music videos off of uh, any of these 13 tracks off of Tequila that haven't been approached already? Yes, we have yeah, one already filmed. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah, we have one that's going to come out. Um, all right, next week. Yeah, not sure exactly, but it'll be out within <laughs> the next next few weeks. Has it been and then a- we're going to do another one after that. Has it been <clears> announced <throat> yet? Do we know what what track you're focusing on visually next? Can you say it? Hey, go for it. It's it's for uh, here's some Walmart. Nice. Okay, you just dropped the audio from that, didn't you? Uh, last week or no? Yeah. Uh, yeah, around Friday it came out. Perfect. And so now you're saying we're gonna see an official music video for it here in the next week. Yes, sir. I can't. I can't wait to see it, guys. Uh, there's so much. Uh, creativity that I find in Super American. I've really enjoyed uh, jamming Tequila Sunrise September the 14th. It drops everywhere via Take This to Heart Records. Guys, anything else you want to add or say before we say our goodbyes? Uh, Thanks for having us. I I enjoyed this very much. Yeah, same. It was great to meet you. Go Bills. The usual. Yeah, go Bills. Go Sabres. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm cool with the Bills taking down the Ravens today. Steelers are, are going to be going up, up against the Browns without Le'Veon Bell. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah my, hot take, my hot take is that the Redskins are going to win the NFC East. I guess that's what. Dude, yeah. that's a, I, I like that. Alex Smith, Jordan Reed's healthy. Um, they did lose, what, that that rookie Geis uh, to a knee injury, but they got AP now. So who, who yeah, knows? They're kind of like the vet squad. I don't know. They could be a little dangerous. My hot take is that, yeah. All right. The Washington Redskins win the NFCs. We're gonna have we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to boy that that's a bold prediction. We're gonna have to uh, keep an eye on that as the season uh, unfolds. Absolutely right, awesome! Thank you. Can't wait. Thanks again. One forty nine best episode ever. Once again, I want to thank Matt and Pat from Super American for being here for episode one hundred and forty nine of Spinning Thoughts. Their new album, Tequila Sunrise, drops everywhere September the 14th via Take This to Heart Records. It is a great album. It's super vibey, great tracks to listen to and just kind of dance and feel good about. Highly recommend you check it out. And every artist on Take This to Heart Records uh, that I have talked to has been very enjoyable uh, in their music fucking rock. So get on it. Our Twitter is at SpinThoughts, and our website is TheSpinningThoughts.com. We do all kinds of stuff over there. Album reviews, concert reviews, photo spotlights. We're always grinding. Check it out. Tell a friend. TheSpinningThoughts.com. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all platforms the following Monday. Make sure you subscribe, and if you leave a review... We'll be reading these on air, uh, so there is some incentive, maybe, to leave us a nice, kind review. We will be here next week for episode 150. Can you fucking believe it? You gotta be here for it. Maybe we'll celebrate. Maybe we won't. It's a milestone either way. Until next time, make sure you share music, spread love. Where I try.